destroying Florida is like wishing for more wishes. <laughs> Welcome to season six, where we're phoning it in. You don't think critically and then put a Pop-Tart into your body. I am highly caffeinated and minorly concussed. Aruga, aruga. What came first, the love sack or the gravity gun? It's my turn to do a sin with Sonic. This is for the freaks. <laughs> Too much piss. That's the kind of bad decisions we like to hear about. Let me a sleepy ass bat. How much shrimp can you fit in your mortal body? You told me you guys would be cool. That's season six intro material right there. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how I need to stop referring to Baldur's Gate 3 NPCs as super horny in public places. I think that's common knowledge. Yeah, you shouldn't have ever started that. That sounds like something that you say because you have a specific story or example. Well, yeah. So, Todd, did you say the word super horny to your boss? (laughs) I did not. (laughs) I did not do that. Uh, we were at dinner with some friends last night, and one of them asked me how Baldur's Gate 3 is, and I said, oh, it's really good. And they said, oh, are you romancing all the NPCs? And I took that as an opportunity to say the phrase, well, <laughs> they're all just super horny. And then I realized I've said that like three other times in public spaces, not yeah. around you three. And your wife was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> how nice was the restaurant? <laughs> not nice. Not nice. Okay. okay. Not nice. No, it was like were, a Burger King. They're at a Tilted Killed, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one no, no one thought anything among it. Like, it was fine. Um. Yeah, Shannon was like, what is this game you're playing? I'm like, oh, no, no, you know, it's fine. And she was like, I don't think I do. <laughs> then she referred to my Steam Deck as a steamboat, and we changed yeah. the topic of conversation. It's like every time I play Witcher 3, when my wife comes walks in, it's the a one scene, scene where they're they're naked on the on the uh, mm-hmm. the big unicorn. The unicorn. Yeah. 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 I think we've all been through that scene with our partners or parents mm-hmm. or loved ones or, or both. It's like anything. And you're like, oh, I swear the whole game isn't like this, but like, kind of is, <laughs> kind of is. Why are my pants off? Uh, uh, <laughs> convenience? <laughs> the way that I video game is none of your business. <laughs> well, if you all remember, a few weeks back, Kyle took a call from the CEO of Warner Brothers, David Zaslav. And at that point, he charged us with pairing together a classic monster verse monster with a DC villain, a proverbial monster mash of sorts. If you will. He also took the last Gatorade out of my fridge. What an <laughs> asshole. What a dick. I also like that we pronounce Zazlav like Stats Lab. I think that's fun. What is it supposed to be? I just assumed it was Zazlav. Oh. Oh. I think it's Zazlav. What I say? But you said like Zazlav. No, that's what you said. I said Zazlav. You'll play the tape back. Okay. <laughs> Kyle took a call from the CEO of Warner Brothers, David Zaslav. Okay, Zaslav, <laughs> there it is. Well, it turns out we did such a good job, and specifically, they pointed out Andrew's Glee remake starring Clayface okay. that uh, that old Dave told James Gunn to give us a call because we got to save the DC universe. Again? It's, it's us now. We got to do it. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> We're, the o- We're the only ones who care about the DC universe. The only four people trying to save it is us. Yeah. We are a number yeah. one indie Batman podcast. We're the only ones who can. <laughs> well, if you've been streaming TV shows to block out the noise of an ever decaying world around us, then you listeners may have probably watched some of Loki season two. And I got to tell you, that's a success, Marvel show, Todd. 
Why no? It is Kyle. We have a whole podcast. Oh. That's what we do. <laughs> this is the whole thing. Okay. What I'm saying is that the success of that Marvel villain-oriented show has emboldened James Gunn. So he's asked us to pitch what the next villain-centric DC show is going to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you had to wait for me to finish the sentence. Mm-hmm. Are we pretending that the John Cena show doesn't exist in this reality? Well, no, it's, it happened and it's done. And yeah. the Harley Quinn show? Well, yeah, that too. I was gonna. I'm gonna. I reference them in the prompt that we're almost. You can all see the same note doc that I can see. <laughs> Wait, there's a note you, doc. I don't know why you do. <laughs> Joining me today. In do you this guys dingy, get these questions ahead of time? <laughs> in this dingy, barely lit back room where all DC ideas are formulated, are of course the top three DC super fans: Andrew Calendar Man Henderson, yes, Matt the Condiment King Cole, that's me, and Kyle Crazy Quilt Harper. That's what they call me. <laughs> I can say right now with my whole ass that every human being who's known me in my life would refer to me as the condiment king. There's not a single person yeah. I know who would disagree with that. It was a specific call out. I've seen you put ketchup on an upside down lid for like a fountain drink because it's just more efficient. Well, it is. I mean, I don't want to carry like six of the little plastic cups over there. Todd, I have a very important <laughs> follow-up question to that. Yeah, please. Did Matt then put that upside-down lid back on his drink? No, God, no, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. That's what a no. real condiment king would do. <laughs> no, he carried it to the table and set it down in the middle and said, this is where the ketchup is. <laughs> okay. You're just a condiment pretender to the throne. <laughs> in that moment, I was a condiment communist, which I don't think is a bad thing. But the opposite opposite of a condiment king for sure yeah there's certainly a level of condiment anarchy going on (laughs) (laughs) anyway i'm going to read now the prompt that i have written for question one which starts with me saying peacemaker and the harley quinn cartoon (laughs) have been two of dc's best received properties in the past few years jerks so it's no surprise that jimmy gunn wants to lean into that so my question is who's up next what mid-DC villain deserves their own solo TV show for Max? So you have to say Max. Yeah. Who are they? Where would we know them from? And tell me what style of show it is. And we'll go ahead and start with Andrew. What? Yeah. Where are you reading this from, Todd? Do you guys have these notes? <laughs> have we had notes the, all, all six years? <laughs> I, I think the better version of this joke is that Kyle got like a new iDevice at one point and never logged back in. So like yeah. he knows the notes are there, but he just doesn't get to them. No, I've just been winging my answers to these questions for six straight years, guys. <laughs> now is another day to wing it some more because no one knows anything about these these yeah. heroes. I have bad news. I'm going to be winging my answers. So no, no, I, my real answer is I've got this on lockdown. So we're going to talk today about David Hyde, a.k.a. Black Manta, a.k.a. the Lex Luthor to Aquaman's Superman. Man. Does anybody know who Black Manta is? You guys have seen the Aquaman movie. I haven't. Yeah, I watched the Jason Momoa movie a time. Yeah. yeah. David Hyde was the brother in Frasier, right? That's correct, Kyle. Dave, Man- Black Manta is Frasier's brother. Is Niles Crane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. This is the, the Frasier verse crosses <laughs> yeah, over the with the Aquaman verse. <laughs> yeah. So this begins with David Hyde, a.k.a. Black Manta, is contacted about a job by a mysterious client. Now, all he knows is that he's got a journey out into the middle of the Atlantic for a at a very specific coordinate destination and then salvage an expensive artifact from unidentified wreckage. 
due to something something technological advances of his suit and something something close proximity to Atlantis, Black Manta is the right and only guy for the job. <laughs> Our lead-in shot is Black Manta himself sitting alone on a mid-sized fishing boat with his iconic, let's just call it Fallout Power Armor. It's Fallout Power <laughs> Armor. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting there in the back of the boat. With a UFO-shaped head. Yeah, with, yeah. with big got bug a, eyes. Got a big old Mysterio helmet. Yeah. David Hyde, David Hyde Pierce is administering a <laughs> series of complicated fishing equipment that's clearly designed to pull up salvage from the ocean's depth. While he's tinkering with gear, he's attacked by nameless, faceless Atlanteans who he then takes down unarmed, probably at some point like throws on a glove and shoots lasers or whatever. I don't know. I didn't see the movie. I mean, you're, you're not terribly far off at this point. Yeah. I watched a three minute trailer. So after the fight... <laughs> I've seen Disney Plus. After the fight, David pulls up what looks like a junked alien armor and just kind of like shrugs his shoulders. Um, we see there's a, a faintly glowing orb inside of like a like a chest cavity of this of this suit. He as he opens the chest cavity, we immediately see the world around him starts to melt away as the screen goes dark. David wakes up in the same spot with the sun beating down on him hours later. Uh, still on the and out there in the middle of the ocean, but we can tell that the boat is noticeably different. The biggest thing now is it looks more like a submarine, but with like a collapsible glass dome, like it's gonna go underwater. A convertible submarine. A convertible submarine. Yes, Kyle. Hmm. David looks at this weird vessel's controls and he sees a prompt that just says "Return to the depths." And there's a green button and a red button, and he clicks the green button to showcase that he is in fact returning to the depths. And the vessel starts autopiloting itself down into the ocean. While the vessel dives, continues to dive darker, where the water gets darker and darker, David's phone starts to buzz in his pocket, which that's weird because he's literally in the middle of the ocean. He's in the middle of the ocean. He's in the middle of the ocean, Todd. Uh, we see suddenly he has like 50 plus new notifications, including like a bunch of missed calls from home and unheard, unread voicemail. So he plays the most recent, and we hear the voice of a, of a woman. David, honey, I know this thing on the surface is really important to you, but I know you're going to regret missing the first day of school. The kids really look up to you, even though I get that it's hard to see it sometimes. Beat passes. Calder just left a little while ago. It's just so weird to think of him as a high school student. She starts to trail off. Anyway, I love you and support you no matter what. Be safe. Click. Confused, David pulls up a Maps app on the submarine because, again, we have to be very explicit here. We don't have a lot of time. And he clicks an entry labeled just work. And he sets the nav to that location. And the sub kicks into gear and it continues to dive and it moves forward. Eventually, the scene passes and the sub arrives at and docks at the undersea Atlin High School. And as he pulls in, a security guard swims up I didn't see the movie. Uh, security guard <laughs> swims up and says, Mr. Hyde, you're late. Come on, I'll sneak you around back so the kids don't see. Let me explain what I'm doing here. This is a coming-of-age series set in an Atlantean high school. Now, you might be asking <laughs> why, and I'll tell <laughs> I you. I am. Yeah. I am asking why. I actually yeah. I prepared an answer for this. <laughs> so I thought a lot about what makes Loki Loki, right? And I think where I've landed is... What makes Loki so interesting is Loki basically, at least at the end of season one, gets everything that he wanted. Like Loki quite literally has the power to manipulate reality and more importantly, the power to enact his will on the universe. Like 
Loki has the power to control the universe. It is in his grasp. And when he finally gets everything he wants, he is horrified by it. I.e. he who remains. So I thought about it. And, and, more, and more importantly, he is horrified by the mundanity of the world that he wants. Because like the TVA controls free will. And the TVA is effectively represents what Loki wants, at least in Avengers. But uh, the TVA represents the mundanity of winning. You know? Sure. So I wanted to take this approach because Black Manta, his whole thing in one of the many continuities is like he wants to take over the seas for, and this was in the 70s, so he wanted like a utopia for black people to live outside of oppression. Hmm. That was a lot for 1970s comics, but right. but like there's yeah. a nugget there where it's like, well, what if he got everything he wanted? And it's just like he just lives a normal ass life in a high school. <laughs> and uh, this is it. We're doing it. It's Black Manta, but he's not a pirate. He's a high school teacher. Next prompt. Will he at some point shoot giant red laser beams out of his eyeball holes on his helmet? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to say, but the answer to that question is no. I have two questions. Yeah. What does he teach? I will tell you next prompt. And how many seasons in? Till he gets promoted to principal of this high school. Oh, it will be jumping the shark literally <laughs> yeah. at that point. It, Boo! It probably. Boo you, Todd! <laughs> no. That's, that's not right. the worst thing that's been said today. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, probably season three is my answer, Kyle. Okay. So are you just doing Abbott Elementary? Is that all this is? I mean, kind of. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Fine. You'd watch it. I don't know. Honestly, if you put Abbott Elementary underwater, I don't know that I'd watch it. I wait. Can we go back to to a second? The defense for Matt's criticism was that you would say you would watch it. Like that was that was how you choose to defend, but with an insulting tone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was both you trying to defend what you've said, but also said that Matt watches crap and Matt will watch this. So I don't (laughs) know. That's exactly what happened. I stand by it. All right. What Andrew hasn't said is that episode one contains about a 15 minute sequence where black manta crafts his own knife and then puts it to a series of tests <laughs> yeah that's, that's what it is did you guys catch how um his son aqualad is in this too yeah. yes i yeah. did yeah i like that yeah that's it i'm not gonna give you credit for wikipedia searching <laughs> black manta yet we, this is prompt one we, we've got a long way to go okay uh coming of age story um, it feels like you're just really trying to put DC villains into high school stories, and I'm yeah, I mean, not whatever. sure how I feel about this so far, so I'll sit with this for a second. Matt, how about you? Yeah, Todd, there's a nearly infinite amount of mid-tier DC villains to choose from here, and the reality is that DC has put so few quality villains on screen in live action that basically nothing is off the table. Now, because of that, I decided to attack this dilemma from a different angle and start from the show and not the main character. See, Mr. Jameson Gunn, we need to do something (laughs) different here. We need to take a proven idea that we know works and we need to turn it on its head because, dear God, we can't do another formulaic superhero show. We just can't do it. Instead, let's do something cool. Let's do something different. Let's make a five and a half hour disaster movie and release it across six (laughs) 54 minute individual episodes. Oh no. And you know what? Let's make it about Weather Wizard. (laughs) 
Matt, <laughs> if your next line isn't an answer to who is the weather wizard, I don't want to hear it. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Tom. Yeah, he's the guy that appears on everybody's local news station to tell you what the weather is like this It week. feels more like an open access, like a community channel kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny enough, I did the same thing that Andrew did, and I spent some time trying to figure out what makes Loki work. And what I landed on is that at its core, this description, a six hour disaster movie is exactly what Loki is. The timeline is collapsing or whatever, and the whole world is going to devolve <laughs> into chaos. And the only person who can actually do something about it is a villain who needs a purpose. It's a disaster on a cosmic level. But I don't think that's the DC play. I think we scale it down. I think we scale it down to a disaster on a natural level. A disaster that only classic Flash villain who controls the weather and was also in the 2014 show so people might know who he is, Weather Wizard, can save us from. <laughs> Which show did they put this person in? He was in the Flash TV show. Yeah. Well, of course, I guess. Yeah. He was yeah. one of the 25% of villains that aren't speedster villains or Gorilla Grodd. Yeah, he's actually <laughs> yeah. in the pilot. Like, he's what? early in it. Yeah. yeah. And he comes back kind of a lot. Okay. Is it possible that the guy, a guy that calls himself Weathered Wizard, is his name anything other than Paul? It is. I can tell you with confidence it is not Paul. I, I was going to guess that it is. It's another like um, like another like a WW name. It's like stormy days or something. Yeah, it, it, or, <laughs> wait, wait, let's 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 think about this one for a second. Like his name, his name could be like, uh, oh, man, like isn't Paul? Uh, no, it's just not Paul. <laughs> it could be like a, Nimbus pressure like, front Paul. It's going to be it's going to be like Jonathan Nimbus. No, it's not. His name is Mark or Marco. We'll get to that. Okay. But it's Mark okay. or Marco. And then his last name is Martin. So it's Mark Martin or Marco Martin. It's boring. It is. Mm. It is boring. I like to think he looked at his initials upside down one time and he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you got to set it to Wumbo, man. Todd, don't give away the origin in the, in the right. first episode. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Matt, you were bringing us a uh, weather wizard. I sure am. I do want to take a second to to say that when you said a five and a half hour disaster movie and re release it across six 54 minute episodes, I thought you were making a Snyder cut joke. And now I realize <laughs> yeah. that's what every Disney plus show is. And so now I'm mad. Yeah, you had the same reaction when I thought that Andrew was going to make an Ocean Gate joke and then he didn't. I didn't. I could have, but I didn't. Mine thing is way worse than when that. you said the sub descends with the push of a single button. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, oh. I kind of <laughs> wish I could go back in time and do an Ocean Gate joke. Uh, Matt, why don't you edit in an Ocean Gate joke there? Thanks. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. Hey, I what I want to do is I want to move on to Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, we have so far a coming of age story. Again, cannot stress enough that Andrew keeps putting DC villains back in high school settings. <laughs> sure. And then we've got Matt giving me what might be the most obscure DC villain since Condiment King. No. Oh, okay. Never mind then. I, I'll disagree <laughs> with that statement. Not my, Mine's not more obscure, but I just disagree with that statement. So, Todd, like Andrew and Matt, I spent s some time, not a lot of time, though, thinking about... <laughs> What makes shows like Loki, Two Peacemaker, and yeah. Harley Quinn work? 
the realization I came to, Todd, is that their successes are all built on the fact that they take the premise of a character who's historically a villain and highlight the traits of theirs that people connect with and then put them in situations where what would normally be villainy is heroic. It's in all three shows. The one I'm going to focus on, though, Todd, is not Loki, but the Harley Quinn cartoon and the movie and the other movie and uh, (laughs) some appearances in the video game. I'm focusing on Harley Quinn because her identity for so long. We specifically said, don't do Harley Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) Because Todd banned me from choosing Harley Quinn and I have to get my comeuppance. No, Harley Quinn's identity for so long was not just linked to another much more famous and popular character, but defined by it. And I'm talking about the Joker, of course. Because of popularity and notoriety of the Joker, it was easy to turn Harley Quinn's story into one of empowerment and make her into like a manic pixie antihero who fights her way out of this toxic relationship to save herself and in the process Gotham City, I guess. That's what half of the properties she's in are about now. And Todd, I think there's another character in the DC universe that meets all of these criteria who has the benefit of not having appeared in any of the movies yet and has only had a smattering of appearances throughout a lot of DC history. This character is historically a villain, but really he's just a man with good intentions and a misunderstanding of the world. He's got a quirk, a villain quirk that'll be very fun for writers and actors to play around with and fun for viewers to watch. And of course, he is forever associated with one of the most popular and identifiable DC characters. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, it's coming this, <laughs> Mar- this spring the thing. to Max. <laughs> dun, dun, uh, from the backwards mind of James Gunn comes... I am Superman. I am not Bizarro. Great. (laughs) Great. (laughs) All right. That's good. My choice being, of course, Bizarro, the villain. Bizarro is a great choice for a few reasons, Todd, and I will give them to you. I cannot wait because Bizarro is not a good choice at all. (laughs) First, this is a great way for Jimmy Gunn and DC to continue to ramp up excitement for Superman Legacy, which, as we know, Everything in the DC universe is hanging on. (laughs) Riding on that movie specifically. (laughs) So we're going to use it to build some more hype for Superman Legacy. Second, it threads a fascinating needle for an anti-hero show. So as you may or may not know, Bizarro's whole thing is that he is quote unquote opposite Superman. Not Superman's foil like Lex Luthor is, but literally talks and thinks like Superman, but in opposites. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> it's something else. So in Bizarro, this clone of Superman gone awry, fill in the origin story however you want. So when Bizarro shows up to a crime scene and declares, worry much, vermin, Bizarro is here to harm. <laughs> he really means the opposite. He's trying to help. He wants to be a hero. He wants to save people. He just... Gets his wires crossed every time. Uh, When Bizarro wants to extinguish the five-alarm fire at the orphanage built right next to the abandoned firework factory, he throws a (laughs) tanker truck full of gasoline at it. 
because that's what makes sense to him. Because again, <laughs> everything's just opposite to him. He wants to understand our world and he wants to be understood in it, Todd. And I think that is the story we need to tell in I am Superman, <laughs> I am not Bizarro. <laughs> I have not thought about Bizarro <laughs> in years. Same. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> like any Bizarro clip you see is this like green skinned Frankenstein <laughs> of a Superman with a stitched S on his chest mm -hmm. and Superman's just like punching him. Yeah. And he's like, Bizarro, go home. <laughs> Bizarro, no go home. Bizarro, stay out. But then he goes home because he's Bizarro he and he talks yeah. in opposites. And yes, Todd, we are going to commit to that bit for every single <laughs> second of this goddamn oh, show. Man. Okay, I, li li I just, real quick, I would not watch my thing. I would watch Kyle's thing. <laughs> I would hate watch Kyle's thing. Well, man, okay, I can't. Because we're going to get you at the end of the season, Todd, with a with a, a reversal of a phrase, but it makes you, it makes you feel something. Because <laughs> you've, you've gone on this journey with him. Okay. So, moving on from that, let's talk about casting so obviously shows on max sell themselves <laughs> we all know that but we will need some relatively you know known face for the lead so who are you putting in the driver's seat of your show but perhaps more importantly who is like the big get for the supporting role if we're talking loki you know who is your tommy hiddles oe wills like what's your what's your comparison there i don't care for what you've done <laughs> yeah i typed that out a week ago and i stand by it oe wills is pretty bad oe wills is pretty bad tommy hiddles i'll let you get away with but oe wills yeah, is bad tommy hiddles is is you know like we had to watch the footage again but in the end the call went your way he did mm -hmm. make a football move yes oe wills is unforgivable you will be punished for your crimes the the shame is that i typed oe wills before i typed uh tommy mm -hmm. hiddles so yeah anyway um andrew oh, OE doesn't wills. even cut a letter out of oh sorry go ahead i know what i did <laughs> <laughs> well okay so this is an easy answer we already have a black manta in yaya abdul mateen from the movie you saw was from the movie that we all saw and <laughs> equally enjoyed and will apparently be reprising this role in the next apparent Aquaman movie, which comes out, I guess, next month. How is that movie coming out? All of yeah. those things you said are true. <laughs> I can't wait to fall asleep to that movie on a plane. And I see no reason, therefore, to recast him in this movie that I assume he's great in. But just like T-Hids, mm. the character in their own show will be significantly different from the movie counterpart. And so... Filling our supporting role spots, we've got David's wife, played by Kiki Palmer, who you may remember from 2022's Nope or Lightyear. Mm. Filling the roles of some of the main high school students, we've got Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things as uh, his son Caldor, a.k.a. Aqualad, and Halle Bailey, that's Halle Bailey, from the recent Little Mermaid reboot. Mm. So she's going to be Caldor's court-mandated will-they-won't-they partner, if you will. Both of which will look like they are late college age by the time this movie hits theaters. Which is accurate for Hollywood. When the, when's the last <laughs> right. time you've yeah. watched a show set in a high school, Matt? Right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair. I specifically looked for early 20s actors. <laughs> <laughs> you know the game. I know the game. So let me get a little bit more into the plot. So we talked about, so David arrives at the high school, right? We smash cut 
David Hyde walks into a class full of these rambunctious teenagers. He slowly emerges in the room and he's just like terrified of what befalls him, right? Like, again, until this point, he's just been like a cool pirate wearing power ar- Metroid power armor, you know? <laughs> a student calls out and says, oh, Mr. Hyde's here. And all of a sudden, boom, a rush of memories come flooding in that aren't his, but also are as like these two realities start to converge, which I'm assuming happens in the Justice League movie, a movie I also did not see. <laughs> what? Um, n- what? Don't, don't, because doesn't, doesn't, uh, Ezra, Ezra, what's his name? <laughs> Ezra. Ezra Miller. Doesn't Ezra Miller like have memories of his like teenage self or something? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, kind of, I think. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you are barely grasping at straws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you are you are correct in the smallest amount of possible sure. ways you could be correct. <laughs> the idea here is these two kind of realities are converging and this person who is from this one reality is slowly being integrated in this other reality. And then all of a sudden, it is as though David Hyde has lived two lives. One, a cool seafaring pirate fighting Jason Momoa, and then another... A neurotic brother who lives in Seattle with his uh, radio host psychiatrist (laughs) brother. (laughs) Exactly. A mild-mannered high school student or high school teacher who married his high school sweetheart and is living a quiet life in a suburban undersea utopia outside of Atlantis. And after that, a wave of horror at this mundane life washes over him. And that's when Mr. Hyde gets the idea relive his glory days of his old self's high school years and show choir and restart the glee club in Island High as its sole faculty sponsored director. Impossible. Coming this summer to Max. (sighs) C. (laughs) I'm so mad. I knew as soon as I heard the words show choir, I knew the title was going to be of all the things C is very good yeah. everything else is very bad God do you want to guess dude. what I wrote first <laughs> Todd I want to now say the police are no longer after you yeah. for your, for O.E. Wills for O.E. Wills you're, yeah. you're, there's still a warrant out for your name yeah. but they're they're, they're five alarmed on uh, mm. Andrew now. Yeah, Andrew Andrew officially has the tank in Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto. Now I, they're after him. I accept the punishment. I, you know, I've learned something today, and I realize we're only through prompt two. Uh-huh. I can't trust some of you, and I won't name who because I want to keep it anonymous. Look, you I give me the same question, I give you the same answer. I can't, I can't trust some of you. To talk about a similar topic month <laughs> after month. Can't talk about casting and, and talking about DC villains too close together, I suppose. Nope. No, you can't. You know, to Andrew's credit, I did scroll through our feed today because I was like, have we made a DC villain Loki show before? I feel like we've done this already, but we haven't. So No, we just did the episode Andrew referenced a month yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks ago. I'm diligent of making sure that we don't repeat episodes. Matt, it's your turn. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> yeah, Todd. So I'll bury the lead here a little bit, but I need to explain to you what we're looking for in this casting. See, we need brothers for this show to work, and that's super important. Not necessarily actors who are brothers, but two actors who could portray brothers believably. So any two actors. 
I'm sorry, Kyle. I don't remember <laughs> fucking asking you. It's just, it's just called Two Brothers. <laughs> no, that was the Disney movie about bears. Anyway, as with oh, many God. villains... It wasn't. As with many villains who originated in the 50s, Weather Wizard's backstory has been changed multiple times. The one thing that stayed consistent for him through over 60 years of publishing is his connection with his brother. It doesn't matter if Weather Wizard's name is Mark or Marco, if his powers come from him or from his magic weather wand, or if the Weather Wizard kills his brother or runs a crime family with his brother. Either way, the character is... Those were all very different things. They're all facts. Anyway, <laughs> the character is created by his bond with his brother. Matt, I want to be clear. It matters a lot to me if his powers come from his Weather Wand or not. Weather, weather Wand, yeah. <laughs> and the answer is they should. They need to, or I'm not watching your show. People are going to get in the comments on this one, Matt, so get ready. So <laughs> when the title card fades out and we see Anthony Ramos and Diego Luna arguing with mm. each other on a boat dock, the relationship will be immediately recognizable. It'll take a little while to establish, but Anthony Ramos is Marco, the weather wizard. Diego Luna is Claudio Mardon, his older and more grizzled and angrier brother. So Anthony Ramos, who you might know from In the Heights or mm -hmm. Hamilton, Hamilton. Hamilton or the yeah. Twister reboot. What? Also going to be a character in Ironheart. There's a Twister reboot? Yeah, we yeah. need to double back Wait, on that hold one. Hold on. Nope. Kyle. Kyle, guess the name of the Twister reboot. Is it Twister? Is it retwisted? <laughs> it's Twisters with an S. Oh, I, wasn't fuck. Twisters oh, like wasn't Twister three Twisters? I thought they already did. No, twisters. they just spelled Twister with and they, they took the e out and put a three in. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was Twister Twister three Tokyo Drift. <laughs> anyway, so we are going to change the backstory of this character a little bit. We're going to simplify it, make it a little bit more relatable for an audience in 2023. So you've got Marco and Claudio Mardon, the two remaining sons of their ailing father who runs a fishing business on the southern shores of Florida. And that fishing business is failing because we saw. Nope, never mind. I'm not going to reference Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's the wrong show. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> See, I want to point that out real quick. What what Matt did there is he practiced restraint. See, he found a thing that he realized, man, I shouldn't say because it'll make people mad. Like, you know, giving us another Glee copy. But he, said he decided it. not to do it. But he said it. Yeah. No. But I didn't say the thing I was going to say. What I am going to say <laughs> is that when Claudio disappears with his father's boat on a desperate mission to bring back enough of a catch to make money for his family this season, it's not going to be a surprise to anyone when Marco's entire life becomes about finding his lost brother. But what will surprise audiences is when Marco discovers their father's research on how to control the weather. <laughs> <laughs> 
That leads to our <laughs> ultimate climax, where both Claudio Mardon and Marco Mardon have both discovered independently of each other that their father has created science to control the weather. Now, <laughs> their father has created science. <laughs> Claudio, being the older, angrier, more grizzled brother, will try to use this technology like a hammer to solve their problem, steal this technology, take it out into the middle of the open ocean, and create a giant tsunami. A tsunami that's going to sink all of Florida. And it's up to Marco to go out there with his weather wizarding powers and stop that tsunami to save Miami. Oh, so you're doing the thing where the villain's motivations are really relatable to the audience so they connect to with them. <laughs> yes. Because we all, given weather technology, would mm. use it to destroy Florida. Well, it's like what they did in Morbius, Kyle. It's like yeah, how... it's exactly like Morbius. Our story does not start in international waters, but we will go there. I do want to circle back on how Kyle so casually mentioned that if we had weather powers, we would all destroy Florida and none of us bat an eye. No, not a single person. Because you all would. I don't disagree. Yeah. That blood is on all of your hands. Destroying Florida is like wishing for more wishes. <laughs> <laughs> the genie goes, no, 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 no I got yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's the reveal, though, is that when you try to destroy Florida, it only comes back more Florida. <laughs> You can't yeah. ever you, truly destroy it. The, you cut off one of Florida states. and two Floridas grow back. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sweatier state somehow. Mm -hmm. um, Kyle, what do, you, what do you have? Yeah, Todd. So we're going to lean into the bizarroness of it all with this casting. First off, right off the bat, we got big star power for Bizarro. He wants to come back. The DCCU needs some star power in it. That is why we have cast Henry Cavill as Bizarro. Good. He's just gonna have he's gonna have some some white makeup and a scar, and he'll be Bizarro. That's really good. The the, yeah. the audacity and punchline, if that were to be true, it would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. it would. You're right. But for Bizarro to to work, for him to make sense, he needs a Superman. And he will be played by an actor who was passed over by Zack Schneider for Superman and Man of Steel. Perhaps a man who is still playing Superman in a bizarro universe somewhere, Joe Mangliello. Yeah, he's got, okay. that, got that strong he's, jaw. He's got that yep. real strong yeah. jaw. And then playing Bizarro's love interest, Lane Lois, will be <laughs> the Bizarro Amy Adams, Isla Fisher. Also very good. Yeah, yeah that, that good. one's really yeah, gotta good. gotta look up Isla Fisher real quick. I think it's Ela. It, it is probably Eula. She was the um, she was the younger sister in Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is that is yeah. uh, Bizarro uh, Amy, Amy Adams, Adams yeah. Uh, yeah. Wario. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is the comics episode, Todd. They're sorry, my they're bad. Bizarros yeah. in this. Wait till we talk about video games to bring up Wario. <laughs> Wario. Yeah. That'll be the new reference. I I like this. Well, uh, listen, I like two thirds of what I'm hearing. <laughs> And so now, <laughs> thank you. Now, here, now here's the issue. As you could probably guess, James Gunn's trying to create one of them thar uh, connected universes. No, Todd, say the first bit. James, I, nope. Say the first line that you have written in here. I like what I'm hearing mostly are so far. <laughs> say these are gold. <laughs> I will not say these are golden. James Gunn. <laughs> is trying to create one of them thar connected universes. 
as you, oh, you put Amy Adams and and uh, the other woman in the same picture. Isla Fisher. That's a real picture. I mean, they just stood next to yeah. each other. I didn't edit that. <laughs> but what if you did that quickly? Anyway, here's the point. James Gunn's trying to make a connected universe, as you can imagine. And you know the drill. No one let him ask the question. Someone else cut him off. Stop it. <laughs> one show has to lead into the banger of a blockbuster DC movie release. So how does your show lead into that blockbuster DC movie release that will certainly be successful and is logically going to follow your show. Andrew, I see in the notes you've just written, I'm sorry. That's correct. Andrew. Once again. Legally, it's your turn to talk. Where are you guys seeing these notes? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So everybody, because you guys are equally as excited as the prospect of not one, but two Glee reboots featuring DC characters. Picture this. We've got Black Manta slash David Hyde is leading the rest of his Atlin High Glee Club into regionals. They're watching the act before them on stage. A PA comes on and announces, ladies and gentlemen from Hala Academy, welcome Ronan and the Losers. The stage goes dark. And as the backing track begins to play, we hear acapella, ooga chaka, ooga chaka, ooga chaka. As hooked on a feeling place. James Gunn movie. That's right. And we see a group of blue-skinned teens light up the stage. Here is our rival school from which we will derive all of the season two drama and ultimately feature a character prominently in order to sell the audience on a future spinoff. Now, you might be wondering yourself, Andrew, why are you talking about Ronan the Accuser? The big bad from Guardians of the Galaxy 1, a Marvel property. Yeah, thank you. Well, Todd and the rest of the audience, my answer is simple. It's a James Gunn joint. Anything is possible, and this is a new reality. <laughs> We've rebooted the DC universe before. Fuck, why can't we do it again? Really, you know, we this is the big reveal is that Jimmy Gunn se- secretly held onto the rights of just like some of the Guardians franchise, comma, not Chris Pratt division. <laughs> so this is kind of his like Venom-esque attempt as a last stage gamut to be like, Maybe everything is connected, you know, like they did in Venom because there were two Venom movies and they're like, they're trying to make people care about an Aquaman property and like maybe connected to the MCU, but like nobody will ever know. So since by season three of C, most of the main cast will be one twenty-five, but their characters will be in college and or joining the Teen Titans. So we need an excuse to stay in the high school space with a new cast of characters. So we're going to spin off the rich Hala Academy students into their own series called Cree. Wait, he can't keep getting away with this. I spent the entire time you were talking being like, you know what? I think it's really funny. It's really funny. (laughs) If James Gunn somehow put in a writer that was like, oh, by the way, I retain the rights to these eight characters. And I was like, that's like he only owns Ronan the Accuser, but nothing else. And then you did the other thing. And then I did that. Yeah. It's the rule of three, to yep. Todd. No, that's the that's the third movie that Andrew puts out. It's called Three. It's called Three. <laughs> They'll call it the E trilogy. Oh. Not to be confused with the Swamp Thing spinoff that's called Tree. Nope. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Go back. I want to start that again. They'll call it the trilogy. Good. Thanks. It's I, don't know why, I, know, I don't know why I put time into these notes of a prompt. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I made a nice little gingerbread house to like mm-hmm. Show off with my friends. Andrew's ignoring them. I never got them. Like, I don't know why he did either. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, Matt, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, look, I think that it would be wholly ridiculous 
for a comic book cinematic universe to create significant geological and environmental environmental that's not the word (laughs) environmental change (laughs) in their world and never acknowledge it again like that would be along the lines of putting a giant world size Mm -hmm. statue in the middle of the indian ocean and Mm -hmm. never talking about it and then never talking about it again Yeah, yeah exactly so in our show when we create a gigantic fucking tidal wave that sinks half of florida temporarily because yeah. florida can't can't be defeated it'll come back yeah. stronger yeah much like a lizard's tail it will it will grow back it will grow back i really like florida's the lizard's tail of america that's <laughs> yeah, very yeah, funny same. that is going to have far reaching impact and the event that within the dccu will become known as the plight of 23 will be <sighs> man <laughs> He's reading ahead. No, I'm not reading ahead. Just you go. Keep going. It's going to reach far and wide. There's going to be environmental impacts everywhere, but nowhere will be there be quite as much of an environmental impact as on the farms of Smallville, Kansas, where there is suddenly a gigantic drought. And a very angry farm boy who's going to go do something about it. That farm boy is Superman because his family's farm is in a drought, I guess. <laughs> I landing stuck. I, Matt really <laughs> thought we were leaning into a Five Nights at Freddy's reference there for a hot second when you said the 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 blight of 23. He just he just tapped it and moved yeah, on. Yeah, just enough yeah. to like, just enough to trigger my fight or flight. <laughs> just, just so you can feel your five, it. Fi- your five fights or flights. Leave this Is that pause. <laughs> Is that just leave him be. Oh, all right. Let's. You know what, Matt? Thank you for answering the question in a way that logically makes sense. I appreciate what you've done. You're welcome. Kyle, do you want me to, to type the prompt into like the chat for you so you can see it? No, I heard it now. I'll 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 wing an answer. I got it. The short answer, Todd, is as I am Superman, I am not Bizarro starts to wrap up. It's like a self-titled memoir. We, <laughs> it's really funny every time. We're gonna introduce the Bizarro world and thusly the DC multiverse. Um I, I I'm sorry. It when you do comic books long enough. You do a multiverse. And eventually, uh, Henry Cavill Bizarro is going to meet Henry Cavill Superman in this multiverse. And that'll be a fun, you know, Henry Cavill playing off of himself thing. A nice parent trap situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, Bizarro is going to, like, get lost, crash into the new Superman legacy universe that is and also isn't the same universe that Henry Cavill was Superman. Those rules haven't been defined yet. And we're not going to define them in this show. We're going to define them later when the movie comes out. But what I'm saying is we will eventually tease the new Superman in Superman Legacy. I don't know his name. I haven't been following that that well. We're going to tease it in I am Superman, I am not Bizarro. That's that's our crossover point. Bizarro world into multiverse into Henry Cavill meets Henry Cavill into Superman Legacy-verse. 
I've spent the last five minutes trying to think about what the Bizarro version of Warhammer is. Because I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Bizarro Henry Cavill, what does that look like? <laughs> what, what does is the Bizarro opposite? Henry Cavill no, yeah, play? I figured that yeah. one out. It's it's the scene where they had to remove uh, his mes- mustache in post. <laughs> that is Bizarro Henry Cavill. Yeah. The, the upper lip just isn't quite right. Yeah. And like, you're like, oh, you're Bizarro. You're the bad one. Glad we all agree on that. Okay, so... Yeah. We will hit a break here, but before we do that, James Gunn had a specific request. And so to really get the vision right, he's going to need you to describe the trailer for your show. Now, with that, he wants like the full setup of the trailer, you know, the scenes you're going to do, any of the quotes you want to maybe throw in. But of course, the famous song cover that will be used. So, you know, whether that is uh, Robert Battenson doing Nirvana or you think, uh, Ant-Man Quantumania had Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Like, that's what we're looking for. So he wants that all spelled out. Um, he just stepped out. Uh, I had to tell him we're all out of Gatorade because the last one's gone. Um, but when he gets back, we're going to give him that answer. And we'll do that right after the break. Hello, adventurers. Do you enjoy stories about monsters and magic? Welcome to Autumn Falls, a cozy small town in the Pacific Northwest. There's mysteries to uncover, but first, let's check in with our heroes. He's creeping about like he probably shouldn't be. I'm Hugo Rashad. Fighting monsters isn't the safest thing. Bright pink, over-caffeinated, it's me, Bethany Miller. When you said disaster queer, every single person looked away. Can I get verbal confirmation that none of you will say anything about what you saw today? Agent Lonnie Whitaker, reporting in from the Eastie Agency. Lucky for you all, Lonnie is very cool. It's really weird and bizarre and a whole lot of feeling stuff that I did not want to get into, so I kind of booked it out of there. I'm Raven Eugenia. Every coherent thought has just left my brain. I just wanted to be friends because that's what everyone else was doing. My name is Damien Edgecrest. I want to be like these people, you know? Clearly talking to the tree is not a normal thing that people can do. I'm Felicity Starnbrook. Surprisingly, I'm useful! If I'm being perfectly honest, I don't want people knowing what I am. I'm Aiden Brightwood. Well, that was not the magic I expected to be practicing. If you'd like to join our heroes as we play Monster of the Week, then check out The Storyteller Squad, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's have an adventure. All right, we're back. So the question that uh, Jimothy Gunn has asked is he wants to hear all about your trailer, including the major scenes, anything else that's super important. But of course, the song that we'll be playing in the background as a cover. Let's go ahead and regrettably start with Mm -hmm. Andrew. Yeah, you should regret it. So as this is a glee, we're doing a glee. It's going to be all of the traditional scenes of high school drama and theatrics associated some of the there's probably going to be people doing proud mary in wheelchairs um <laughs> but what you're going to hear is as follows don't go chasing waterfalls please stick to the rivers <laughs> and the lakes that you're used to that's not great i know that you're gonna have it your way or nothing at all <laughs> But I think you're moving too fast. Bum, 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 bum. Why is it a patter song? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's a that's a song that sounds like that. Oh, okay. I 
in my mind, was convinced you were going to do simple plans, I'm just a kid, but you're going to change the lyrics to I'm just a squid. That's what I thought was going to happen. That's different. That's hacky, Todd. Oh, that's yeah. better than that. You're right. Yeah. That's better than that. <laughs> You're right. We'll move on. I didn't put that much time into, the, into it. Right. Right. I'm the silly one. Matt, your turn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this trailer, it's going to really blow people away because it's just going to be slow, dramatic, macro shots of this massive tsunami hitting the shores of southern florida that's all the movie is just that's all the series is <laughs> while we are seeing these crazy images of the plight of 83 you hear slowly <laughs> and acoustically in the background humidity is rising barometer is getting low according to all sources the street's the place to go because tonight for the first time just about half past 10 for the first time in history, Todd, Boy Genius is going to cover It's Gonna Start Raining Men by the Weather Girls. <laughs> That's good. That's good. And we will have a slowed down acoustic folk core version of It's Raining Men over our trailer. I don't hate that. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate good. that. I want to really recognize that's good. Game recognizes game. Game Thank recognizes you. game. I'm not over the fact that you keep saying Plight of 83. That one feels targeted, and I don't like it. Uh, Kyle. Yeah, Todd. So our trailer is going to open on the orphanage next to the firework, abandoned fireworks factory that I mentioned in the first prompt. <laughs> forgot about that. <laughs> As one does. As it is, you know, a flame burning ablaze. Disaster has struck Metropolis. Yada yada. Firemen are on scene. They're they're trying their darndest, but it's just too hot. They can't get close enough to put it out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. When suddenly someone from the crowd that is gathered says, "Look up in the sky! It's a a drone. It's a a weather balloon. Oh no! It's Superman." But Bizarro flies in. He says, "I am Superman. I am not Bizarro." And then a acoustic minor version of Mr. Blue Sky starts to play as he picks up the tanker full of gasoline and hurls it at the, the orphanage that is on fire, blowing it up and igniting the abandoned fireworks factory next to it. Title splash, release date. That's our trailer. Well, <laughs> well we have I really, some things I here. really like the minor key blue, Mr. Blue Sky. That's really good. <laughs> I think uh, James Gunn and I have have to make a choice. But before we do that, he he does want to hear just um, your closing statements, kind of like the last thing that you can say that they can tip the scales in your favor. Uh, contractually, I have to ask Andrew first. Bum, 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 smoke <laughs> on the water. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I don't know what you want for me. <laughs> I, well, so much more. <laughs> All right, Matt. Yeah, Todd, let me lay out the ending of this movie for you. Set up how we are going to turn Weather Wizard into a character people want to see more of. Because sorry to spoil the ending, but I mean, you're James Gunn, so you should probably know. We're going to finish this off by killing Claudio, the older brother. And Marco is going to be left in charge of Claudio's young son, 
who's too young to say his name Marco, but calls him Mago, which is the Spanish word for wizard. And that's the name of the show, Mago. It's really good. I worked really hard on it. Be proud. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, I'm usually most proud of things when people tell me to be proud of them. So I appreciate that you took time to tell me to be proud of it. <laughs> you know, that helps communication. Me. Yeah. Uh, Kyle. Yeah, Todd. Viewers don't want a show that is full of excitement, action, and maybe makes them reflect on themselves and their place in the world of it a bit. Viewers don't want this star-studded cast, this show that is going to feed into the new DCCU. Viewers, Todd, don't want to watch I Am Superman, I Am Not Bizarro. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> I don't know why that bit will always get me. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> James and I have to talk. We're actually going to keep this dingy back room. We're going to ask, ask you to leave the dingy back room while we talk. So if you all um, can stand out in the hallway, it's not well lit. The hallway is smaller than the room and we're all it is smaller than the room. Uh, there's a light flickering nearby. Yeah, if you yeah. all could stand in the hallway and uh, share your good vibes, make sure you like stand on the opposite side. So like if people need to walk past, they can. Um, but yeah, if you can do that while we talk in here. Uh, guys, a lot of my favorite things happened today. We talked about silly comic book villains. We talked about a man who is definitely just a local weatherman um, <laughs> named Mark. We talked about Bizarro Superman, which it is funny to me every time. Like, I'm not Superman, or I'm, I'm Superman, I'm not Bizarro, <laughs> is going to be funny to me every time. Matt, your answer was a good answer. It was, hey, it was a good answer. <laughs> Kyle, your answer was a funny answer. <laughs> Thank you. But of of all of the favorite things that happened today, my most favorite thing that happened is when we troll Todd with our answers. And <laughs> that is the real win. That we did. Yeah. Andrew, if I had a nickel for every time you'd made glee on this podcast, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's, it's happened twice. And it's weird that I got them two weeks in a row, but okay. <laughs> you mess with the bull, you get glee. <laughs> can't just <laughs> <laughs> oh god that sucks um <laughs> no so like there is nothing that i respect more upon this podcast than someone who commits to the bit and the commitment to the bit to glee us not once <laughs> but to glee all over us twice is yeah. Im immaculate so great job thanks kyle I really liked I am not or I am Superman. I am not Bizarro like Andrew. I think that's very good. I remember Bizarro from the cartoons and that's the only reference point that I have. But I think it's cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andrew, I'm I'm real happy you gleed us a second time. That just outstanding work, especially Thanks. since none of us saw it coming you got through that whole answer setting up we were in a high school <laughs> and all three of us blindsided by the glee reveal excellent work thank you matt again you brought the real answer here today so kudos for that but more importantly you set up a plot where we're gonna destroy florida yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that is the the real victory today mm -hmm. thank you so 
James Gunn and I have a decision to make. No, James, you can you can stand outside. I need to talk to Andrew specifically first. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll see <laughs> um, myself out. <laughs> yeah, what, what you did was a crime. Sure. What you did was a crime, and like Kyle just said, we deserved it. Uh, I had my <laughs> suspicions when you said high school coming-of-age story, and I should have just... Mm-hmm. Shame on me. You know, really? like, yeah. shame. Fool, me, fool me once, shame, shame on you, yeah, <laughs> fool me shame. twice. Yeah. Won't get gleed again. Won't get gleed again. So here it is on record. Uh, my 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 call out that I will catch the next glee. Yeah. The next time a DC villain enters into a conversation, I know to expect to be gleed. Yeah. Um, you didn't win. You know they say <laughs> once, twice, three times a a glee. Once, twice, say glee, glee, gleedy. Yeah. So going going from there, unfortunately, Kyle, we're not going to do the series. Uh, I am Superman. I am not Bizarro. However, it will be a special feature that that is getting done. I'll take that 100 percent. Is you saying you're not doing Bizarro? Yeah. Meaning, does that mean you are? That is Bizarro? a good question. I am, that is I... bad news for us. <laughs> we're so <laughs> we're so disappointed i want to take a, a specific moment to say that like <laughs> james gunn would make that oh james yeah gunn would make the thing that when you when you gave the the minor key mr blue sky like trailer <laughs> yeah james gunn would make that he would make it and he would love it so i don't know how many negatives i need to throw into this to make it clear you're actually not winning <laughs> but you're not the one that's winning i i refuse to understand that Fair. as part of the bit part of the bit um, which leaves us, uh, Matt, we are getting Anthony Ramos being yeah! the weather person, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, weather, weather wizard. Weather wizard. Um, <laughs> it, we will need to make it clear, is his origin power of weather is inside of him or wand? Oh, it's the wand for sure. There's oh, okay. absolutely oh, a wand. Come on, are you kidding okay. me? We need a MacGuffin, Todd. Yeah. Boy, we can't wait to see Florida get destroyed in high def. That's what we're really excited for. Guess what? We're going to do it again in the sequel. <laughs> well, it's it's going to be a six episode arc and they're going to they're going to show Florida getting destroyed a lot. So uh, thanks for listening to Fate This, a <laughs> show where we talk about destroying Florida. You can follow along with arguments on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Debate This Cast or on our website at DebateThisCast.com. Hey, have you checked out our Redbubble store? By going to debatethiscast.com and clicking on the support the show link, you can go to our Redbubble store where you can buy sweet Debate This merch. Support this weird thing we do and claim your nerd supremacy by showing off items like there are stickers, uh, stickers of us as uh, Final Fantasy sprites. Matt made a sticker that says Live, Laugh, Let Go, which is awesome. Dan specific. specific. <laughs> so specific. specific. If you put that on something and someone recognizes what Let Go is, awesome. People will ask. Yeah. Also shirts. Shirts with our logos. Uh, a dog bandana. That is a thing you can buy on our site with the debate this emblem. Anyway, it's all there. Go go buy it. That'd be pretty cool of you. We'd really like it. We'd give you an easy URL to follow, but that doesn't exist. Until next time, nah. I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Andrew. Bum, 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 bum. If I could find you now, things would get better. It's Ocean Avenue. Henderson. I'm Matt. Five flights or fights, finger death punch, Cole. <laughs> and I'm Kyle. After a hurricane destroyed their school, they have to rebuild it one song at a time. This fall on Fox, watch Debris. Yeah! Harper. Good! <laughs> Good! Uh-oh. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. <laughs>